Hey everybody and welcome to episode 65 of the Revive Cell podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Revive Yourself Podcast. Hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. Um, I've been getting some good feedback again. Uh, people seem to love the, the interview with Dr. Sean Baker. Love the, the sort of guy he is and uh, you know, we'll be getting back on the show. So everything's uh, going well. Got lots of good interviews lined up for you as always and you know, some of the conversations, really just try and make it a lot com- more conversational these days because obviously there's lots of questions I want to ask our guests and get to the, the, to the root of them. But I think it's really important to understand where these guys are coming from and why they're doing what they're doing, which is really, it's a really, really powerful way of, of putting across a conversation. And I think today is, today's interview is something where we, we get into that in a really good uh, a really good level because we've got Jess and Erin on the show. I know they interviewed me a few weeks ago, but this is this time I get to interview them. The girls from Your Sacred Witness, they're they're really good, fun people. Uh, they're out there trying to just trying to put their message across, trying to put the message of natural health across, like we're all doing. And you know they've got some real fascinating stories. And we go through through the topics, then we start digging deeper into them, and we get into into really really good cool conversation where they start to open up about why they actually got into this uh into this industry into this game i should say to start with um and actually how it's progressed and what the underlying root root of their issues were and and what they're doing now to combat that and you know the struggles they've had and it's a really really refreshing conversation and you know this won't be the last time i get to speak to the girls or work with them um they're just great people with a great story a great message so um without further ado guys here is the episode. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. So, girls, how are you today? <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hey, so, Ryan, so the laughs are because we've had a little bit of a hiccup trying to get this started. For the, 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 the joys of modern technology. My Skype's been pent up a little bit. I've just been waiting to record it. Three, two, one. And, it, yeah, a few little laughs, which is always a good way to start the show, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's nice to get you guys on my show, having um, having conversed for quite a long time, and then having been on your show and talked about things. It's good to get to get you out to my audience and just to um, to hear your stories, really, because I think it'd be interested. People would be interested to see and hear why why you guys got into doing what you, what you do, which would be a good story. But just quickly, how's it how's it today? How's the weather over there? Because over here it's been quite nice. I mean, people seem to be really enjoying the spring month, right? It's enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, it's a little cloudy and kind of rainy the last few days here, but okay. it's okay because we were in the 90s for a little while and it got a little a little too much. Really now nice. it's great humidity though. Yeah, now <laughs> it's just really humid in the Hum- south. Humid without the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. You know, you know, if you, if you get the sun, you're like, okay, I allow that. But if you get humid without the sun, it's no fun. North, yeah. yeah, North Carolina gets pretty hot, right, in the summer. Yeah. 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 What? What? So, what we're we talking? How, what's the what's the highs? 
Uh, anywhere, typically around 95, 96, 97 in the summer. Yeah. yeah. And then like, 90% humidity. Uh-huh. So I'm from a different state. I'm from South Dakota, which is up north. And when I moved down here about three years ago, I remember driving around and I saw all these ceiling fans on people's porches. And I thought, like on their front porch, and I thought, that's so cute. But I, when I got down here, I thought, this is not about being cute at all. This is like, you need it because the, there's no wind. Like in the summertime and the humidity just sticks so it you know obviously there's a practical reason for the ceiling you know for the fans on the porches i just thought what a nice touch that's so sweet you know <laughs> yeah no it's one of those it's one of those like catch 22s with the aircon as well because i mean health wise it's not great but living wise when it's that i remember once um coming back from new zealand um i stopped off at singapore for a few days and i'd just been in singapore um and it, sorry, I'd just been in New Zealand, which had been their winter months, right? So I had all my winter clothes and stuff. When I, I got off the plane in Singapore, I was like, oh my God. It was like being hit in the door with, with heat. Hit in the door, hit in the face with, with, a, like, with heat. And uh, I had to go to the supermarket and what well, I just literally went there and just changed clothes. I was just like, give me some shorts and a t-shirt. And, <laughs> and literally within the seconds, you're just sweating the whole time. You just can't really get away from it, which is... Uh, which is you, you get used to it, I suppose, but it's um, it's something that when you haven't been used to it, it takes a little while, a little while just to to, to acclimatize to that, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for my mom uniform here in the summer. So, <laughs> t-shirt and cut-off jean shorts. It's like <laughs> minimal. Got to minimally dressed to be able to like be outside at all. So yeah. yeah. So you've you've literally you've just got a a newborn, right? How how old is she? He. Uh, she, she's eight months. Eight months, nice. So, so, so just sort of coming into, I mean, eight months, yeah. So, I mean, summer without sleep, you're looking at not going to be much fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because the thing with a baby is like you go through stages, you know, and so once you get used to one stage, you're moving on to the next. And so she actually sleeps now, but my yeah. body so used to like waking up like I hear everything and she sleeps with me so basically I wake up all night long while she sleeps so that's good then that's really good (laughs) so so is this your your first one what's what's her name I have a her name is Mary I also have a little boy named Silas who is six okay Silas six and Erin have you got any children yes I have three actually I have um yeah, because <laughs> I have two boys and a girl, so. Mm-hmm. They, they, they older or are they similar to Jess's? My, no, my, well, one it kind of is. Uh, my, my youngest is. His name is Phineas. And, um, and then Ireland is my oldest, and she's 13. And Christian is my 12-year-old. So they were 11 and a half months apart, my two oldest ones. Oh, okay, all right. And the, the last one's a little surprise. Phineas, a little surprise. Uh, no, uh, I... All of them were actually. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you can't plan these things. I don't know. <laughs> just, you know I people people try to. Oh no, no. I should say I, I'm going to back up. You can plan them, but that's just not how I. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just. <laughs> that's right. It takes the fun out of it. It's spontaneous. That's right. This is so, what podcasts are all about. You know, letting everyone know about your sex life. That's what it's all about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Phineas. By the way, that's a that's quite an unusual name. It, may, it reminds me of, I'm guessing, Phineas Phineas Fogg. But no, well, I knew you were going to say that. No, um, I had so many like people ask me that, um, like, oh, did you name him after Phineas and Ferb? But actually, the spelling of his name is 
P-H-I-N-E-H-A-S. Right, so okay. it's with a PH instead of an F. Right. Um, I actually got it out of the Bible. Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> it's in numbers, and I just loved the name, and I, I just loved what he stood for. And I, I had his name picked out five years before he was even born. Oh, really? um, I just loved the name, and yeah, so I just knew he was a Phineas. And the nurse, like he was a day old, and the nurse came in, and she said, What's his name? I said Phineas, and she said he looks like a Phineas. And he really does look like a Phineas. Yeah, like, if he imagine a Phineas. That's what he looks like. I mean, so. I mean, over, over, over in America, I know you guys. I mean, when it comes to names, you guys just go out there. You just like oh, whatever. You just make it up as you go along, and uh, and you just like, especially with different. I mean, different syllable. You just like. Trying to think, I think because I have clients or people call me from America or message me, I'm like, or sometimes they, I'm trying to think why it comes, yeah, like someone will, will mention someone's name and I have to give them a call and it's just spelt very different to what I, I think it would, it would be spelled. I mean, you guys just love trying to confuse us, I think. I think it's part of the fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you both, are you both quite church? You do, you, you're quite uh, Catholic or religious? No? Just from the read, just read, got the name from the Bible just one day. <laughs> that's a loaded question. I don't know how, how you want me to answer that, but, um, but I used to be very deep in, um, in church in like evangelical, like Christianity. And like, I worked at the church that I like went to and I saw a lot of stuff that I didn't like. I started asking questions and, um, I was told that I had a rebellious heart and that, I mean, all of these things that I was told and finally left the church after I gave a lot of chances because I thought, okay, well, I'm okay. Like, maybe it is me. Like, maybe part of this is me. So, like, let's do some work here. Well, finally, after uh, repeating patterns of this, I was like, this is, like, emotional and spiritual abuse, you know, really is what it was. Yeah. So so we ended up leaving the church. Um so I did have a period of my life. How old? How old when you left the church? I was an adult. I was. Oh, I was right. pregnant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was pregnant with my youngest child. So. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, so it took a, so it took a, it took a while. I know these things get very much ingrained. But I mean, I mean, over, I mean to be fair, like the religion in, in general is huge. Um, uh, you know, I have my my own my own thing. I mean, I'm not. Huge religious, I'm actually into spiritual. You probably know that once you get into this health world, you sort of understand things a bit a bit differently. Um, some some bit parts of religion are are really good, and a lot of it, in my opinion, is isn't so good. You know, it gets as a lot of it, but but there are some good things there. It's like I think I think parts of the world are trying to sort of change now in terms of the bigger picture, in terms of like getting rid of family and, and tradition and things like that, which I think are big players in a healthy. In a healthy lifestyle, having that sort of foundation there, rather than I mean, I don't know if you noticed uh, over over. I think over there it might be a bit bigger, especially in in the bigger cities like New York and LA. Um, the uh, the whole um, open relationship thing is that quite big in Car- North North Carolina. No, no, no. <laughs> We're no. as far too as the Bible Belt, so. Mm-hmm. Things are very conservative here. I mean, I feel like we're in the midst of a shift here, but it's definitely one of the last places <clears throat> that you'll actually see it, like, surface level. So I don't, I don't, I sort of, I don't know if you listen to uh, Paul Check on the show, and I'm going to get him back on and talk a little bit about this as well. He just did a really good interview with the guys at Mind Pump about this. He's talking about it, and he's saying, like, 
it's people like if you can deal with I couldn't deal with it. anyway my ego is far too fragile for that I couldn't have anyone sharing, sharing to get with anyone or anything that's not for me uh, and also I think like once you get into health and parasites and stuff it's something you don't really want to be doing but in terms of like it's almost like not growing up and just being a child at the sweet shop the whole time and having no responsibility and just going around sleeping with who, whoever and it's like can you really get any sort of deep level relationship with that I mean is there any do you know that once you've done that it's like it's like having <clears> sex rather than making love and these are all the things that you need to do to get deeper in, into sort of like even knowing yourself right because without that foundation you sort of it's like almost firing a cannon from a canoe you know there's no stable basis there does that make sense it does. I feel like, I mean, honestly, I went through a stage in my life where I was just like crazy. I mean, I was all out there, but I was lost. I was truly lost. I didn't know who I was and I was seeking something and I was seeking something outside of myself. And I feel like that's where a lot of that stems from with people. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's like, well, all of it uh, really is like when you look at religion or the funny, funny thing is blue zones, people always like to talk about what people eat and, and uh, in blue zones and whatever. I mean, blue zones, there's many factors to them, you know, um, in terms of not just what they eat, but also the sun, the air quality they've got there. Um, but the bigger thing all, all blue zones have is being linked to a bigger purpose. Now, a lot of the scientific people, they say, oh, they poo-poo it, and they say, like, community and stuff. But it, it's religion, but it's more of, like, believing in, in, in your just part of, like, the equation, you know, which is when you do have communities and you have that sort of, love of each other and people helping each other out and that these are big things or believing in the bigger picture I mean, even if it's the universe or whatever it is you know uh, it, is a, it is a big thing and as you say people are lost because they'll go and try and do it there's not enough drugs in the world to try and get you out of that and people get even if they're doing like um uh, things like uh, dmt and doing um aspergander and things like that if you're unless you're going and, and, and on the journey and taking a real responsibility of it, people can get lost in this and, and they can use it like drugs, like alcohol, they can use it as an escape mechanism because they don't really like what they're doing or the, or the life they're living rather than actually doing the work, which is what you guys, I'm sure, are doing right now with, with your sacred witness, etc. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think anybody, anything can be a distraction, right? Like, I think if we're looking for a way out, we're going to find it. We're going to find what we're looking for. So, I mean, and everyone, it manifests differently. I feel like some people, it's social media, right? It's always like it's on their phone or whatever it is. Some people it's working out all the time, right? Like being obsessed with that. Some people it's work, right? Some people it's sex. Some people it's, you know what I mean? Like everything to distract from themselves. And I really feel like that actually kind of, kind of segues actually into what we just started doing. Like, you know just a little bit ago because you mentioned even before too about like like we're just these kids like running around right like without any kind of accountability and no maturity and we really are because there's so like we really are like that's one of the like pieces of the work that like we've really stepped into recently is like this inner child like type of healing and wounding and it sounds really to a lot of people but it's like these components within ourselves that whenever there's trauma or anything else we get disconnected like at that particular age and so we'll act it out as an adult so a lot of our adultness is like we're little kids running around and so whenever we get triggered as you know an adult adult ryan right gets triggered well it's like the five-year-old self of you coming up you know it's not you as the adult it's this child that, that wants to come out and be witness and so i feel like if we've maybe had like um i don't know i mean whatever whatever that is like 
I mean, I'll give you an example. I was talking with a gal one time and not that long ago, and she um, has five-year-old um, twins. And I love this conversation because it just, this is like an ideal conversation, like with a client or whatever, like it goes perfectly, but, um, but it's a good example. So she's got five-year-old boys and she has had a really hard time over this last year with dealing with their emotions. Cause she's like, Oh my God, they're just like angry. One throws things and like, you know, they just throw fits and I don't even know how to handle it. Like, so, you know, she's worried that they're not going to be good people because they're throwing fits at five years old. Well, I mean, at five, you're trying to figure out how to express these emotions, you know, in, in a way. And so you need a good role model. Well, I finally got to this place where I asked her, I said, what was happening in your life when you were around five? Like, do you remember anything? And she's like, yeah, my mom died. So her mother died when she was five. And I said, how did you respond to that situation? And um, her whole situation, she said, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't have permission to grieve. I had to keep it together. And everyone around her was telling her, you're so mature for a five-year-old. Like, I can't believe, you know, she didn't show any emotion, no nothing. And I told her, I'm like, that's BS that you're mature for a five-year-old because a five-year-old needs to be expressing their feelings. Like mm. a five-year-old that is mature is really a shut down five-year-old. Um, their emotions are shut down. And so, so it goes back to now, like her boys are five, right? So it triggers a place within her because in our body, these memories never leave. We are storing these memories all the time in our emotions. If we don't allow them to be released, they get stored in our body. So it triggered something within her. And since she never had good role models and knew how to express her emotions around that same age, she had no idea how to work with her boys and work with those emotions because, you know, she, she couldn't, she wasn't allowed to. So I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's almost like as well, a lot of, a lot of kids, I wonder how, who they're mirroring or, or what they're doing, but it's, it's a huge part. I mean, this is what we were talking a little bit before about how, yeah, like with children right away. I think I don't know if it was Nietzsche, Nietzsche or maybe Young who said like humans are basically do anything to, to to not have to listen to their soul. You know, one of these things mm -hmm. like trying to distract ourselves to the thing. And this is like there's no wrong with playing or like as an adult. Sometimes I think as adults we should go and play, but play in a way that's that's conducive, not not running around and and just sleeping with whoever, drinking like whatever, just buying things you can't afford. That's not play. That's just like irresponsible. But to play with like your child or to be creative and, and doing things like, I think it's it's huge. Uh, it's a huge part. It's something that, you know, it's weird. Like if you just go and you walk on the beach or you're in the sea and you're just mucking around, it's, you get this, it's, it's like um, complete freedom that you, you're away from everything, which is really good, just not just for your body, but for your mind as well, which is something that, because we're constantly being barraged with so many messages, like I think they think people really understand um, how much the industry is trying to distract us in terms mm -hmm. of not listening to ourselves yeah. and just being constantly. Well, even like if you saw, I think you saw Jason's post about Facebook how they're using like a Pavlov's dog, so they store all your notifications up. Uh, until you're off the, the device and it comes on so it's like the bell rings and you press it or apparently, apparently if you knew the amount of because we used to talk about brainwashing and talk about like television like they're telling you a vision or tell I vision and they talk about like, make believe this is what they're doing they're make believe they're showing you a life that you think you should live with people like Amanda from Sex of the City going around and having sex with everyone under the sun and people going oh, that's brilliant but really she's lost or like this is what i'm just or or even whatever it may be you know these these are things and if you understood people understood the actual amount of money and programming that goes into our iphones i think uh i think as uh, paul jake said it make you shit the bed like people don't understand that these things are really 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 bad news as we try and limit them but 
Uh, I mean, and this is what your you guys are doing with with like your series right now, right? You're you're getting t- t- people out there who. Because the funny thing is, um, do you know Michael Tazarian? Have you have you listened to have you listened to much of him? Yeah, and I mean, he, he, I think he says like it's funny. I don't get people not to. I get I get I don't tell people to switch off and to not list, watch the adverts. I get people to look at them now. Once once you know and laugh at how comical they are in terms of if you're not listening or if you're not aware, they will program you, but. Once you know, you sit there and go, my God, I want to do a video about this actually, which was, and I, so I, I, yeah, but I want to do a video about this. Um, it's like, um, you see like the Coca-Cola advert or the Diet Coke advert or whatever it is. And it's like this beautiful woman drinking this Diet Coke and she's really cool. And it's like, yeah, that's the advert. The reality mm. is you're unhealthy, you're fat. You, you stink probably of whatever fags you've been drinking with the Coke. Yeah. And it's just like, no, like that's that's the it's not that's not healthy at all. You're really unhealthy. You're like poisoning your brain with um, aspartame and whatever else. It's like it's the actual it's inverted. I mean, I'm sure you guys have you got anyone on your show talking about anything like that? I think you've got Jason on, haven't you? You've got Jason on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had Jason, um, and he'll be on actually next week um, on our series. So next one or this coming Wednesday. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's just something that I think. I mean, with your with with your with your one-to-one clients, is this sort of things that you, you deal with as well? Or or, or well, I'm sure it is something you go into quite a lot of them, get, making them quite aware. I mean, do you find most people quite lost when it comes to this or not quite unaware? I think, you know, that's a tough question. I think that um, I think people are becoming more aware. They're asking more questions. Um, but I think, pe- honestly, I, I think the majority of people have no idea. No idea. I, I really do. And And then when they're told, they're like, what you know they're in that place of like I can't believe that that just sounds so crazy like why would that happen when you're drinking fluoridated water (laughs) and you're eating GMOs you know and your pineal gland is completely like calcified it's kind of hard to see like there's totally like these veils I think you know and that's what is that that article that we were looking at the other day and I was talking about the different veils of illusion and it really helped like to understand because I know there are people in my life that, I mean, you just want to shake them. You want to go, why can't you see this? Like yeah. what is going on? Like it truly like they are not able to, they they don't yeah. have the awareness. They're not at that level yet. And maybe they're not meant to be in this lifetime right, yeah, yeah. to accept. Well, it's like as, as, yeah, Paul Shack was talking about. It. He was talking about God or like the universe. He said, "Well, God is everything and everyone, right?" So, but I mean, God is the gay person. He he is he is the transsexual. He is the person who doesn't know. He's the person who has all awareness. He's all these things because, you know, he's he's everything. So it's like when you're trying. Sometimes I I used to, but not anymore. I'm just like it, it's fine. Like most of my friends and family at a point now they understand that. Well, this guy does quite a lot of research into this. He actually understands. But when you're talking to them, and if I just watched the things that they watched, I'd hundred percent have the opinion that they had, because because they don't know. And then it's like when they talk about things, I'm like, I can't talk to you about this because you've only listened to this side of the of the argument. If I showed you everything, I, it's like even when I say to them, I've done sixty two interviews on this myself, without the other hundreds of thousands of hours I've done as well, probably like you guys. So it's sort of like. You can't really, it's really hard. It's like, you don't want to come across as like dismissive or arrogant and say, look, be honest with you, you don't know. So it's really hard for me to talk to you because it's like trying to talk to a child. It's like, uh, who was it? I think it was, you guys know you, you're the UFC, right? You know the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's no, 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 that's WWE. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, so this is like this is like mixed martial arts. Anyway, there's, there's a top guy there called like um, there's a top, there's a top guy. He's like a jujitsu guy. He's he's Gracie, but one of the Gracies, he's um, he's uh, he's like one of the best martial artists in the world. And and they and people, I think he was on Joe Rogan's show, and Joe was like, um. Why is it when do you get annoyed that everyone comes up to you and starts trying to fight you and stuff like that, or or taking shots at you and, and digging you out? And he was like, "No." And Joe was like, "How come?" He's like, "Well," he said, "Would you get annoyed if a five year old come up and took a punch at you?" And he and he was like, "No." He said, "That's what I feel like all the time with these people around me." So, so it doesn't bother me. And that's some that's the sort of the point you get to once you know it's like so you can't argue. The problem is, unfortunately, is most of these people are the ones that vote or think they're voting for things uh, or that are still buying the crap that's being advertised and they're the mainstream and it's it's unfortunately causing the big issues, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because my daughter's father is still very much in that space. And so, yeah, so the other day... So, like, you're, not before, to, so you're not together? Um, well, we live together. We're in the middle of transitioning right now. Okay, um, okay. So it's, it's an interesting situation, but... Yes, like the other day, he pulls out this book on the weather, and he opens up the book to the page on contrails <laughs> and wants me to read it. <laughs> and it was really frustrated with me because I just completely was like, I don't have to read that. Like, <laughs> No matter what this book says, like if you go and research and look who wrote the book, who funded the book – you know, yeah. you follow the money, you follow the trail, you're going to see, like, this is all paid for. They're bought and paid for. So, yes, might there be contrails? There there may be contrails, but there are also chemtrails. So. I just, oh, it's just 100%. When you said that, someone said it for me with a study once, and I was like, have you, I, I clicked on it once, I went, mate, have you looked at who's did it? He's like, no. Who? I went, General Mills. Like, next. Like, just, just don't come to me. Like, if you can't even do one click of a bit of research, then what chance you got? People read a head. There's a study out there said before, like, someone put a headline up on like, a Facebook ad. I think it was a Facebook, or something like that. It was a headline. And all these people had, like, written these terrible messages, but whatever it was about. And if you click the actual article, there was nothing behind it. And he said, like, 85% commented without even reading the article. And that's the world we're in right now, you know. He'll believe that. But if you are just say to people, it's like people don't believe about vaccine stuff. It's like, go and talk to the mum who saw her child injected and then lose all speech and ability to move and, and converse and whatever else. Don't come to me with your, because you say what we're doing is antidotal. It's like, really? How much evidence do you need? Like, have you seen this guy? Like, go and look at this guy. Is that natural? Like, you get it really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to be interviewing a, um, a, a lady from Bye Bye Blue Sky. Do you know it? website oh. get her on your show guys bye bye blue sky and uh, she talks about i think she's in canada and like because people in certain areas of america especially canada they're getting massively impacted by this like the chemicals that are dropping down onto their skin and mccullough's got an article about it and some of these things you can't get off and it's causing massive rashes and proper um, problems with with um, uh, asthma and breathing and things like this so it's like what point do you say to someone like your your ex-partner like go on tell me like what was that then just just like uh, a myth like what is it i don't know it's just it's hard to talk to him. a contrail does not like spread all the way across the sky and then dissolve and spread out across the sky to form a haze i mean they, they've even they've even talked i think they've even they've even admitted doing this haven't they they've even i think nasa yeah. and things have even admitted doing it so it's like 
Which there are one? websites you can go on if you're having a wedding or a special occasion outside. You can go on and have the weather geoengineered above that space. <laughs> well, you just blow my mind. Wow. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. That. What's that? What's that? What's what's that called? Do you know it? I'll I'll find it. I don't know right off. I'll find it and send it to you though. After really? Yeah. Yeah, and because people don't even understand about the thing is with it is people are like how can you get into it because you, it makes you really depressed. So there's harp and there's there's things people don't know about harp. I'm like, how do you not know about harp? Like, but uh, <laughs> um, but it's just a conspiracy theory. Yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. We're all conspiracy nuts, you know. Um, I've only got like ten tinfoil hats. I have to go get another one every, every year. I wear one out every year. Um, but it's like. <laughs> I just don't. It's it's the the thing is it's a big illusion uh, where they say like they're trying to they control you right in front of your eyes and people don't understand it. But it makes massive. I mean, we haven't needed fuel, for example, since Nikola Tesla. You know, he's had free energy for like sixty years, and it's only the reason we we still have petrol and oil because because the money it makes and then the wars etc. And it's all like a it's a way of keeping us in, in, in keeping us as like slaves for them. Um, but. Yeah, I'd love to know that because that's interesting. If you can do that for your wedding, that is like yeah. co- commercial chemtrailing. Uh-huh, pretty much. They don't they don't say it exactly that way, but yeah, you can pay. And if you have the money, then they will control the weather for you. So Wow. Nice. It's yeah. really interesting. I might do it but, around mine, actually. I might get it on my house. That's what I've realized in this journey, though, like I think, and I feel like I've known this from the very beginning, honestly, is that reality is stranger than fiction. It truly is. But it's so weird how they've made it to the point of like, if you don't wake up, you just think, oh, that's that's just why, or like, well, that's just the way it is, you know? And even though things don't make sense, you're like, yeah, but it's just the way it is. I say to people, oh, everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. And so you start looking into it, and then you're like, it's a reason why it don't make sense. And we talk about this all the time. You know, you seem like the nutcase out of, the, the, out of all your mates because you're the only one who actually understands. But there, so many of them are so chemically, like, induced in the world. Most of so even my friends, I've got a really good friendship. I'm really lucky. I, I think, like, it's like 20 or 30 of us sometimes, and everyone's gets on really well. There's no bitching. We're, everyone's got a great relationship with each other as well as the collective. It's so much fun. But... The majority of them are in the system, and they used to like think I was nuts. And now they they sort of know that what I'm saying is the truth. But they're so in the system, as he says in the Matrix, like they almost fight to protect it, you know, because they don't know anything else. Uh, huh? <laughs> so that's why it's just Aaron and I. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the thing is, we got a community, right? And when we help, it, and it's getting bigger and bigger because even like. Even some of like the, the mainstream podcasts out there now they're digging into it and the big ones, but it's it's hard because you know this is the funny thing, right? You've got to have. I mean, I'm, I want to go into your guys' backgrounds just to follow this because it, you've got to have. To, first of all, I mean, I had three months in the city. I, I wanted, I hated it. I wanted to kill myself basically without saying. I was just like, this is terrible. It's not for me. It was like the money. I don't care. I'd rather like be pissed or broke than do that. You know. Um, so I understand that, but. It's not for me, you know. I'd rather be outside if I had to dig in ditches, you know. But once I got into, I, I went through my illness and stuff. I got into this, which is which is just for me. But it's it's really like to to, to build your own business. One, you know, and knowing that eighty percent of businesses fail in the first two years. Okay, uh, that's quite big to go out there and actually be an entrepreneur and go out and do it yourself. That that's huge. To then also do it against everything the mainstream stands for, you've got to be a bit of a nutcase. But that's great because I love being in that case, and it's all good. 
And it's just like you've got to have you've got to have confidence, you've got to have gumption, you've got to really believe in what you're doing, right? And when you're talking to to your, you guys and myself, it's like you know you really believe in it, uh, and that belief that carries you through because you know that if you keep on doing it, yeah, to help people, eventually things will fall into place. And yeah, it might take t- tears and frustration and things and hurdles, but that's all part of the fun, right? The journey is part of the fun. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people give up before they even even start. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because for Aaron and I, honestly, this wasn't the original purpose behind our podcast. Initially, we started out with the idea of bringing people on and like featuring people who have had like this hero's journey, you know, people who started out in one place and defeated, you know, got by, you know, defeated all against all odds, you know, like persevered and came out on the other side. And we started doing it and it was like, okay, this feels good, but Something's missing. Something's missing. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. and honestly, this is like stuff that all, this is all we talked about when it was her and I together. This was like the focus of all of our conversations. So it was just kind of like we totally go down those rabbit holes <laughs> of like everything. And then another question would come up and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. You know, and then we'd go back down and you know how that happens, you yeah. know? And so then, yeah. So one day it was just like, do we want to do this? Like, is this what we're supposed to do? Like, this is really what the conversation is supposed to be yeah. about. Like, yeah. you know, we need to stop hiding but you know, because this is our truth. Yeah. And there are other people out there who probably are hiding too, because they don't feel like there's a safe place to talk about this. Yeah. So it's kind of like we took it on as our mission as your sacred witness to just put it out there, no matter what anyone thinks of us or what anyone's opinion is, it's our truth. And I'm just, I refuse to hide that anymore. Yeah. Uh I mean, change unless people stand up and say this is what's happening mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent but and then someone asked me the other day like how do we how do we stop this i was like we'll just stop playing their game you know it doesn't matter like as jordan peterson said he's talking about he's talking about them trying to make him say certain words he's like i'll i'll never give up free speech he's like i'm not calling if someone asked me not to call me up but like, okay but i'm not as a law saying these words he's like i don't care throw me in jail i'll go on hunger strike I don't care, like, and, it, and it's one of those things, and uh, no, it's brilliant, because a lot of people as well, they're always worrying about other people, I always say, especially, or, or for some people in our industry might say, well, they've got a podcast out, why should I do it, or or people get, like, jealous, or they're like, or they say, oh, I can't do that, you know, it's really weird, because I always say, like, first of all, you really start worrying about everyone else, you're already onto a loser, you know, worry about what you're doing and do it and and do it yourself. And also, everyone's got a different story, right? And people can resonate with that's your audience. So, for example, you know, people resonate with my story. And also, I'm I'm a young male, right? So I I still get like a lot of my clients are women, but it actually for for someone like me to come out and to go through this at a young age for a lot of blokes, it's for men. It's good like for them to to hear that. I'm just guessing for me, but for you guys as well, you know, two women. Um, that have come into this, mums, you know, three kids, two kids, um, coming out of the Bible Belt, coming against all this. That's brilliant, you know. It, people need to hear this story from different angles. So it's, it's not just from like this one pl- – no, it's brilliant though, right, because it's not just from one side or, or, or just this sort of this, like this one stereotypical person. When it starts to broad, go across the whole of society, then people will start thinking, oh, okay, and then they've got their message from different angles. And so – once again, like the media hitting them from all other angles, and then we start hitting them from all other angles, and you're always going to have an audience because you're always going to have people resonating with you, right? I mean, must, you must get lots of messages from from mums and from women that are uh, trying to help, help get health sorted out, etc. Yeah, I just spoke to a holistic moms group last week, actually, about an hour from here, and and met her through I think it was through the podcast or one of our guests in the podcast, you know, and she reached out, and so. I think people, and there are, there are people, there's pockets of people around that are 
having these conversations. Um, but again, I think they, they are, they are afraid because it's such, we're such in the minority that, you know, I, I just think that we, like, until we get past, you know, you're talking about belief, right? Until you get past all of that and go, you know what? I don't really give a crap. Like, I'm going to do this. I have to speak this out, you know? I mean, but, you know, and I, I mean, I feel the same way about, like, when you were talking about that guy about um, um, free speech, you know? Like, I'm that way with vaccines because there's been different times where, like, here, like, the director of the CDC wants to push it, like, mandatory. Like, you can't go to school, nothing, like, nothing. There's doctors here that will refuse to see you as a patient if you don't vaccinate. They, they basically <laughs> say, I can't, I'm not going to see you anymore. That's not a bad and, thing. That's um, not no, bad. you know, <laughs> No, 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 it's not, it's not, but like, but the interesting I know, I know, I'm only playing, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like, there's, there's been times in my life where I'm like, I want them to try to make me give my child a a vaccine. Let's do that. Let's go there. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I'm ready to fight this. Like, I'm not going to be, I would rather, you know, fight this and be like, hell no, you're not going to be like, I am not going to succumb to this. This is my child. Did you, you, did you, did you, did you, did you see the thing about Alfred? Apparently once you sign that birth certificate, then the law, they have rights over your child because, and and that's the problem. So, So like, come to my house, try and give my child a vaccine. Then we'll see what happens. Try and get in my door. But like the point is, it's like I always think it's, it's Terry. It's like, would I sign? A, I don't know. I I I'd never send it to the doctor anyway because you don't need to. We're talking like it's like it's the funny thing about this as well. I mean, like, you've got people that are like, I'm not a clever guy, right? I I I, I just learn this stuff. I go along. I do a lot of research, and it's for passion. I love it. And so on, I've got people out there. I've got one of my friends, and he's coming across to it. He's like an anesthetist. He's a top. His, his dad was a top anesthetist in Europe. He's one of my best friends. He's a really, really clever guy. Like he breathes for the top of his class in a medical, like serious, serious guy. And like learning for him is easy. Like for me, I'd be like cramming, like, oh my god, um, and things like that. But obviously, when it's your passion, it's different. But someone like him, uh, well, he's actually he's coming into it. He's actually funny enough. He's got a girlfriend who's massively into this now, and it's funny because he's a medical doctor. But like someone like him. <laughs> if we could get, yeah, it's funny how the universe works, right? And now he's asking me questions about his skin and all sorts. And he's he's a, he's such a lovely person as well. Like, and, and it's funny because he used to be really, really sort of like skeptical, and he's come across. But if I say someone like him, you know, some just but people like him who are not as open minded as, as him, and they're not like the cleverest guys. Like, how can you not look at a vaccine and go, like, doesn't the fact merc is mercury's in it bother you at all, or uh, aluminium, or like uh, antifreeze, or M- MSG, or carbonic acid? You know, like, does it not bother you at all? Or a live virus, which means that these people, that there's a 100% chance that they're going to get this virus, yeah? And uh, and it's like, where was, like, how many people do you know who get the measles? Or how many people do you know that get, like, whooping or whatever? It's like, you've got more chance of getting hit by a car in the road, yeah? Or, like, falling off a, off a ladder or probably winning the lottery. I don't know about winning the lottery, but you've got, you've got a lot of, lot of, like, if you've got a healthy immune system, it's like what the hell when are we getting to the point where it's just I don't these are really clever people and they're not even asking the really simple questions like they've yeah. just been baffled by bullshit and it's like it's scary but and over there and over where you are in America and in Australia I mean they're wackadoo when it comes to this and mandatory vaccines I just wouldn't be sending my kid to school then I'd be like oh. North Carolina's okay right I mean uh, at the moment um, I, know, I know that LA is getting quite bad for it you can um, get a religious exemption, right? 
Um, but pretty much that's, that's your only option. Mm. And, and right now there are people who are trying to take that away. Yeah. It's a constant, it's a constant battle. So I know like when I, my daughter isn't vaccinated at all, I actually had a home birth with her and very, I was very conflicted about getting a birth certificate for her. I held out for a while. Um, but ultimately I don't want her to be confined to this country either. I want to be able to get her a passport. That's, so that was that's, that's the issue, right? It is the issue. It is the issue. But when we were talking about vaccinations, um, her father wasn't completely on board with not vaccinating. And I was like, literally, look up how many people die from measles. More people die from bee stings yeah. in a year. Oh, yeah. More people die of the measles vaccine than they have of measles. It's like what? all the people that had the measles in that outbreak they had in Disney World or wherever it was a few years ago in Disneyland, they, they all had the vaccine. They're shedding live viruses. It's like people would say, oh, I wouldn't let my kids play with your kids if they weren't vaccinated. It's like, I wouldn't let my kids play with yours because they've been vaccinated. Like, you the science. Yeah, they're shedding this. It's like, you don't think you understand. It's like, do you not? This is what cracks me up about it as well. It's like, some of my, whenever we talk to people, it's like, what's your job? And they're like, I'm a banker or I do this. It's like, cool. You know, when you're working, yeah, I'm studying. You know, it's like, when, when you're, when you're doing your nine to five, I've got a 24-7, yeah, and it's all I do. And I talk to the, the smartest people in the world that have been affected by it. It's like, without being arrogant or self-righteous or anything, who do you reckon has done, it's like, oh, yeah, but these medical, it's like, yeah, but who do they work for? And it's funny because no one's going to go against the people that pay their, their check, you know. Uh, it's like Apple. Steve Jobs didn't let his children play with an iPad. Right. Yeah. But yeah. why is that? He's not stupid, uh, and it's like these people. It's, and uh, he's coming up with these things like these. It's like you really have to dig, and you have to look. This is the thing, you know. Instant gratification, the way society is now, quick fix. No one wants to do the actual research. Like it, the the difference between our audiences that stay stay with us and listen to an hour, hour and forty five, two hour podcast. Yeah, they're unfortunately they're 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 not the norm. You know, these are people that want to want to learn and they're going deep. These are not the people that want to a six second advert or the people that you know even to try and get people to listen to content you've got to do things now crazy in and outs and your videos and stuff to try and keep people aware or these are the people that want fast food education they want fast food food you know this is so luckily i mean our audience is probably more uh, well it's open-minded but also well read around this so it's 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 trying to i mean eventually i mean it has to happen as we talk about the pain teacher it's funny because these people like with the vaccines you know you see these doctors that are back it, back it, back it, and all of a sudden, something happens to their kid. And all of a sudden, they start to do the research, and they finally start to question that authority that he's believed in for years and years and years. And they're the ones that start coming out and whistleblowing, and they're like, well, I believe in this. And, and even then, then they get like someone like Andrew Wakefield, who, who didn't even do it. He, I mean, the things that people were saying about him, that wasn't even what his study said in the first place. You know, it's like, it's ridiculous. The people who don't even know what he's talking about haven't even done the research into it. Um, and it's just, I don't know, if, did you see that interview that J.B. Uh, Hanley did? Um, I think it was on Fox News. Did you, did you, did you see him? Mm-mm. So his, his, his um, child got his vaccine injured. He's been looking into it. And he was talking to, like, the, he was talking to like, the people interviewing him. And they were, <laughs> they were such wankers, <laughs> for want of a better word. Anyway, because they were just spreading the, the lie. And, and, and he was saying, he was talking about what happened to his child and the, and the, and the, and the host was like, I'll send you it. And the host was like, um, oh, I'm really sorry for that, uh, how we feel sorry for you, our sympathies. And he's like, I don't want your sympathy. Uh, um, and, he, and, he, and the host was like, well, there hasn't been any 
uh, it's all good. It's all sorry for this, but it's all anecdotal. There's never been any studies that talk about how vaccines cause autism or damage. And he said, actually, that's not true. Uh, they've now done studies with unvaccinated versus vaccinated, and they showed that people are 30 times more likely to get autism with this. And he went into about four, uh, two or three different uh, studies. And at the end, they were still saying, well, no, the studies don't show that. And he was like, I've just told you about the studies that they've done. And, and he's like, and it's, it's just like, I showed it. I showed it to my two friends the other day. As we went on as we were, as we were in the car, and they were like, "And these are, these guys are actually really open minded, actually." But they're they're sort of slowly coming across it, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And people still listen to that and think, "Oh, there's because they haven't actually listened to what he said, or because that they think the news anchor is the authority." The news anchor isn't the authority. You get an ex a, a, a parent of a vaccine injured child. Believe me, they will become the authority on that subject. They will do more research than anyone else into what's happening here. And at the end of the day, all they're trying to do is just stop other parents go through that traumatic experience and not have to deal with it, right? I mean, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It's such a heated topic, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, people are so passionate about it. And it's really out of fear. It's like, you know, the ones that want the vaccines, like, and I feel for them, but I mean, they're just in that fear paradigm of, oh my gosh, if I don't get this vaccine, my child's going to die, you know, or, you know, I can't believe yours is still alive. You know, they haven't, you know, it's just that, it's that, it's that mentality though. That's that fear because and it grips moms, especially, you know, and blind trust as well. Blind trust. It's that blind obedience. It's like this, you know, we just, yeah, it's like this extreme crazy. Uh, is, is, I mean, I'm I'm gonna, you know, what, I'm because I'm just be, I, I'm just gonna be out there, and people, the people, if they know me, listen to my show, they know what I'm like. I, I'm, I, I do what I do out of the good of my heart, and I'm, I'm all heart. I just want the best for everyone. Uh, but I'm gonna say this because people put this on, on, and they say, oh, I'd rather my child get autism than the than the measles or whatever. It's like, first of all, as we said before, how many people do you know have got the measles? And second of all, or they're like, would you rather your child die than get autism? And I'm almost like, yeah, I probably would actually. I actually would probably my child die than have to live with a child for the rest of my life that's autistic. I've I've seen my ex girlfriend had two children autistic, two brother and sisters autistic. Yeah, from six thirty a.m. till nine thirty p.m. They would play the same song over and over again. Yeah, they couldn't you couldn't talk to them. It was like they weren't there. It was like living in uh, a Groundhog Day. That was just a nightmare. And it's like it's no fun for you. It's no fun for them. Is that what you want your life to be? And no, of course, I don't want anyone to die or to have autism even. But, you know, it's one of those things that if I'd rather my child... Have a look at the people in the rates in America of the children that have got autism now compared to what they used to be. You're much more likely to get autism than you are the measles or anything like that. And so it's like, to me, I'm not being harsh here, but yeah, I probably actually would rather my child risk it and get the measles and get through it and or whatever than have that potential that chance to live with that and that, that's not me being like it's not anyone who's listening who's got a child's autistic it's not me having a, a, a go or anything like that it's just me saying the chances are so slim but it's not a fun life and if you're really honest with yourself i'm sure you probably believe this you know uh, it's it's terrible i mean obviously <laughs> obviously we're sorry I to say obviously there's different spectrums of this you know there's different levels but when we talk about severe autism it's not a fun well, that's, that's actually how a big part of my journey, well, I mean, my journey started way back, but this was just another level in the journey. It was after I had my son, I was so conflicted. I did tons of research about, you know, that whether I should vaccinate him. And um, I decided I wasn't going to. I started reaching out to pediatricians because at that point I was planning on, you know, home births in North Carolina are legal. 
but you can't have an attending midwife. That's illegal. Oh, really? So, so that's I really can, strange. This well, it's by design, right? right because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, at that point, I there's the home birth wasn't an option for me. This last time, I was like, screw it, I'm doing this my way. But the first time I had to give birth in a hospital. And so with that, you have to have a pediatrician. And so I reached out and there was not a single pediatrician who would take me if I didn't vaccinate my child. So literally. And so it was like I was strong armed. And then between them and my family going, oh, just trust your doctor, trust your doctors, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so against my gut, <laughs> I trusted. And that's what I did. I didn't let them, you know, vaccinate the first day, like, because they really, they want to give them that hepatitis vaccine the day they're born vitamin K and, and the vitamin K, you know, and then the circumcision, all that stuff. So circumcision anyway, is a big one for you guys as well, right? It is. Are it they, is. Are they, are they, is his son circumcised? He is. He is. And yours, Aaron? I, is yours circumcised? Yeah. <laughs> I struggled with that one. I struggled with that one. And ultimately his dad is circumcised. And so he said, well, I don't want him to ask questions. You know, he might as well, it might as well have him like me. Right. So I don't, as a, as, as a, I just say, as a, as an uncircumcised male, I would have, there's no, like, people talk, so I was talking to Jason about this as well, I was talking, it's like, people say, oh, it's cleaner. It's like, no, if you're a filthy bastard, you're filthy anyway, like, it doesn't matter, you know, you know, it, it is, if, if, you, if you're unclean, you're unclean, you know, it doesn't take much to pull back some skin and use some soap, it's the same anyway, yeah, you know, it's, I'm just being, I'm being brutally honest here, it's just the way it is, I don't care, like, and people, there's, and there's a reason we have a foreskin, same reason an animal has a foreskin, right? And as you said, and Jason goes into the depths behind this, it's what they did to the slaves in Egypt, and, and obviously it takes away lots of nerve endings and sensor. And, and also, also, I've done a lot of research into this, and I've heard lots of women say it's actually quite painful to have sex with a circumcised male compared to an uncircumcised male. Just, just really strange, but it's weird, like, that's such a big, it's not that big over here, religious reasons, yeah, but in America, it's a big thing, the circumcised thing, right? Like, oh, I, I would say 99% of... Aren't men, like, ashamed into doing it a lot of the time as well? Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's such a, it's such a norm. And had I known what I know now, I wouldn't have done that, Thank but you. I didn't know at the time. Right, well, yeah, know. exactly, yeah. Is your, is, you your, know, is your husband uh, circumcised? Um, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. So, yeah, so... We're not- Anymore, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. But so, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm just trying to get to the thing because, like, as as a male, as a male, mm-hmm. if I was over there, and so I'm going, so I've actually got, a, uh, I've got a, um, a wedding in Canada in in the summer, and we're going to Vancouver, and then we're heading to LA for a few days. Um, and so, if I met an American girl, for example, and we started dating, for, and and um, it got down to us having sex, and I wasn't circumcised, would she be really shocked? Would it be like, oh my god, what is this? Maybe. No. I don't think so, honestly. It's not that. It's not that big a deal then. It's not like first. My first intimate relationship was with a man who wasn't circumcised. So (laughs) I've experienced. But but of all the men that I've been with, you know, in relationship with, he was the only one. So I will say, and I'm and I'm 40 years old. So one relationship in my entire life. I think. I mean, I think it's definitely like it's not. I would say it's just not the norm here. You know, that's what I would say. So I think it just depends on. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the female too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, I'm just wondering how much of like a, a social stigma it is out there in terms of like 
because over here I think it's like whatever um, but I know over there it's quite a big thing in fact yeah it's one of oh, I know America I mean America's fast right um, and so it, it obviously the states I mean we fit into California five times um, that's how big California is and the rest of America so obviously you're going to have quite a lot of diverse opinions about, about things but um, I'm just wondering because I remember it's come up quite a lot and there is like anti-circumcision groups I've seen on Facebook and it's I think it's, it's sort of a movement that's getting more and more traction Yes, I would agree. I think it's mm-hmm. been getting more traction, even over just the past, you know, I would say even past 10 years that I've been a little bit more aware of it. I mean, even way more just the last few years that I've seen mm. more and more and more, you know, really being really talked about. So, which is good. I mean, yeah. it, it needs to be talked about because it's definitely not, it's just kind of expected, I think, you know, here, yeah. like when you go to your, your doctor or whatever, you know, they're just, it's just kind of like a given my 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 desire is for people to really like get to the point like i don't i honestly i don't need all these statistics i don't need all these studies i don't need all this stuff to understand that like we are divinely designed yeah. our bodies we didn't we weren't born like with imperfections we weren't born like incomplete right we were born with everything that we ever need, plus a lot that we don't even know that we have yeah. that, you know that we're capable of doing so oh yeah yeah that it's like just this innate knowing like I don't even need to get into the studies I don't need you know because I just I have this knowing within me we're always studying one as well it's what cracks me up people say the studies like, oh, I don't care what the studies say because when I do it I feel really good or when I'm like this it's like we're always studying one and so it doesn't matter you know it's weird I, just, I don't know if you saw my video I did a minute ago you said we're, we're not born without anything we're, um, I've had this I mean it's happened for a lot of years but especially the last couple of weeks I've had lots of people coming to me with like, gut issues different issues and saying that the surgeons want to cut things out I'm like you, you haven't been born with too many organs you know that's not the problem you know they, like, that's not the reason why you're sick the reason you're sick is because of your lifestyle the inflammation etc 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 and they say if you don't cut it out you can have a in fact she had part of one of the women I'm talking about clients uh, she's only young they cut half of stomach out which is better for about 18 months and that's all come back uh, and now they're saying you've got to take these steroids and you've got to have a further operation I'm like that's not the problem we need to get to the root of it and uh, as you said like we're, we've we've got I mean it's weird, right? You don't. See, it's uh, it's so strange. Like we're the only ones above nature. We know more. You don't see like animals going around de- deforming themselves, do you? To make themselves. It's so how strange is it though? Right? You know what I mean? You don't see it. You don't see them like oh yeah, we're gonna just like cut this off or chop that off. It's like what? The reason they're born with it is for a reason. Um, and yeah, as you said, I mean, because so eight eight months old, you've been through this quite recently, Jess, with 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 your with your boy. Um, of your boy so what so that was was that a struggle was it was that a struggle with like the circumcision or with the, with the vaccines or all of it was a struggle I mean it crushed my heart number one to do the circumcision it's just one of those things and Jason talks about this a lot about you know basically like the hardening up of mothers and like yeah. taking away their ability to truly care for their children um, that was really difficult but you know with the vaccinations I like I said I ended up going against my gut and um, after his second vaccination at just a couple months old, he came down with a fever that didn't go away for almost two years. Okay. And within that, time, it literally, I vaccinated him. It was actually almost three years, but I vaccinated him up to 18 months. And like with, within those last couple of vaccinations and at the 18 month mark, like I thought I had completely lost him. Like he went from being this sweet, like interactive child to completely shutting down. Like he didn't want to be hugged. He didn't want to be touched. He didn't want any affection. He was just like on this, like 
tangent, like rampage, like pretty much all the time, just like his emotions, his body was out of control. It was almost like I literally for like a long time thought I had lost my child. It was terrifying. And so that's when I dove into the research, stopped vaccinating immediately, changed his diet, did everything I could, you know, put him on probiotics, gave him a detox, you know, did everything I could. And within um, a year, it took almost a year from his last vaccinations he was finally back to where he should be, somewhere close. He still had some delays. Thank you for that. I yeah, thought you were going to say. Uh... And things like that. But he, but he interacted. I could hug him. I could give him love and him accept that. Like it, But there was a point there that he was just like not having it. And it was like I, I truly thought I'd lost him. You it was very. Would you, you thought he was autistic? Did you think he was, he was gone? Oh. He was he was totally somewhere on the spectrum? Yes. Really? Okay. So this is this is because there's lots of research into this. Do you know? Do you know? Do you guys know Donna Gates? Body ecology. Mm-hmm. She's so it's so weird. This is Donna Gates is phenomenal, right? She's one of the people I got into a bit of research with her, and um, she's a bit like Paul Check. She's under the radar, but she who knows her? She's got a big following, but not many people know her. Like in terms of, man, she's phenomenal. All about gut health. Her and Dr. Campbell McBride. You know Campbell McBride. She's a doctor, she's a Russian, but she's over in Cambridge here, and um, talk about gut health and about how autism is actually an infection of the gut and and the brain's connection, and they do lots of work, and they change diets, and they've cured, and I interviewed Karen Thomas, who cured her, her son of autism through this, and people, I've had, when I put that interview out, I had so much, uh, so many angry people telling me that this isn't true, I shouldn't be putting this out, you're a disgrace, I'm like, I'm going to speak the truth, I'm going to see. I'm going to speak the truth. I have family wow. members who are still who watch wow. this entire process and still to this day will make fun of me for our dietary choices and our lifestyle and still be in denial about what we I'll just be like that. Do what you yeah. do. <laughs> I because exactly. I, yeah. your diet coke and yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing is that uh, when you talk about autistic autism and stuff, you know how the gut affects it. And most of these autistic children, you know, they only eat what they eat. So, I mean, going back to the experience I know of my ex-girlfriend and, and their family, they'd be having cereal in the morning with pasteurized homogenized milk and they'd be having a sandwich at lunch and a pizza in the evening or pasta and it was just glyphosate, gluten, wheat, toxins, 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 toxins. And it was just like, and have you, seen, have you watched The Magic Pill? Yeah, no. the film out. I think it's a magic pill. It's a new one on Netflix. Watch it. They how they cured this poop, um, child of autism through like kids, kids diet and dietary stuff. And and people say, oh, um, well my child won't do that. He won't eat it. Uh, he won't eat it. They don't eat this. It's like, give me your child for two weeks. They never meet. He'll eat it. Trust me. He'll get to the point when if that's the only thing that's on the offer, that's what they'll eat. Uh, and if you do that, and you try, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a. It's only hard if you start off that way. Where unfortunately people are like treating their children like they're a dominant force in the house. Like the child gets what he wants. If they scream and shout enough, he gets what he wants. No, 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 no. You know, this is, this is, the only reason I know this is because my mum was, she's like the goddess of this, yeah. Uh, she has my niece and stuff and two nieces and they, they might, they, to be fair, they're phenomenal. They're really good girls. But if they're proud of someone else, they will not, one, one look from my mum, my, my boom. And I was the same. She'd say stuff to me, and that'll be it, you know. And it would be like you eat, and because she ruled the roost, and that's how it is. Now, I've, a lot of times, I clients and stuff, they say like, it seems like their kids rule the roost, and like they dictate what people eat. And it's like, once you say no, that like, like, I'm in charge of the household, you know, you're in, you're the king, you're the queen, and this is what's on the offer. If you don't want to read it, okay, you won't eat. And uh, trust yeah. me, they'll eat. 
you should see how skinny my son is now because we're going to we're doing having this yeah. battle. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, honestly, I mean, I I did it when I was young. Not eating junk food at every meal. You know, I'm just not going to do that. Like this is what we have, and if you don't want to eat, then then you don't eat. <laughs> yeah. So he's been choosing lately to not eat. So it's really funny. But... That's fair enough. Give him a nice, nice fast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, I, I had it I had it I was, I'm not eating that when I was younger my mum always made cooked meals and stuff um, and you know you will like you will eventually and that's what they, this film showed yeah but this was when, this was done with an autistic child and so they're like they're really bad when it comes to like only eating what they eat and they know what they like they like what they know sort of thing so I mean it can be done you just got to be very disciplined and I'm not saying it's easy it's simple people say this all the time oh, you say it's easy no 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 I'm saying it's simple not saying it's easy because obviously it's not easy. You've got to be disciplined. You've got to actually want to do it. This is what it comes down to all the time, right? If we didn't have a passion for this, you just, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, they make a lot of money, they sell their company because they're not, but with things like this, once you get into it, you really enjoy it. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes who you are. If, if you've got a why behind it or you've actually got a passion behind it, that's the other thing that a lot of people say, or talk about earlier, people being lost because They've got no no passion. They've got no reason to, to get up apart from like to make their money, which is really shallow, right? If you're not enjoying your day to day, what fun's that? Yeah, yeah. It's... Is it something you have to work on with your clients? What's that? Is it something you have to work on with your clients, like getting them to understand? Oh yeah. I mean, it's just understand letting them and allowing them to understand that they do truly have control. They're just giving it away. They're giving their power away in their life on every level, and. And so then we just go through the motions, you know, they go just to do this, 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 and this, instead of just really being uh, intentional, really, about their existence. I mean, it really comes back to being intentional. It's like waking mm -hmm. up going, what am I doing today? You know, what am I, how, how much am I, um, you know, taking in and how much am I like, like how much am I consuming, but how much am I giving back as well too, right? Because I think it's a balance. And a lot of times when we're just in this nine to five rat race and doing all this stuff, we're just in consumer mode. That's all we are. So we just want to make money. We just want to watch TV. We want to be distracted. So we get our wine or our beer or, and we go to like the soccer game with the kids and all these things, but we're just all in this consumer mode, but we're not really stopping to say, what am I contributing here to, to the world, to my community, to society, like on a higher level. And so I, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being intentional. I don't know if that answered the question, but... <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. It's like, I, I, what I do with my clients is uh, we do a lot of uh, mental-emotional work and we do a lot of like the work behind it, even relationship audits, you know, because lots of things, as you said before, it's hard, especially in today's world where it's so easy to go and get another relationship with you. I don't think people understand like the longevity. Obviously, talking to two women here that have... Uh, are you both single now? Or are, you, are you with someone here? Right? You're both no. single, yeah. So, it, so, it, so, it's, so it's hard, right, to... And you want to, because like you're strong women, you want to, obviously when you bring up your child, you want to, your child to understand like, this is like, the, 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 you don't want, no, one wants to, no one starts off wanting a broken family, right? That's not what happens at all. But when you get down this rabbit hole, and as you said, as Jess said about the argument she had with, with her husband, you know, it's hard, husband, sorry, ex-husband, ex-partner, it's hard if you get into this sort of life midway through a relationship and you're going left and they're going right and it's like, and then you've got the kids in between. That's a hard thing to go through, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a really hard thing, you know? And yeah, when you want that, per you know, you're there, but like there's so much shifting and one person's like mm -mm, resisting at all. Right. And doesn't want to go with you. It's like, and then, and then, I mean, I think that that, that can be somewhat maybe livable, but then like sometimes there's toxic things that happen within it as well too. Like, if, especially 
you know, alcohol or whatnot, you know, like mm-hmm. I stopped drinking completely like about a year ago, like completely. And, and I just, I knew I just couldn't have it in what, my life. Why was that? Was you, was you, do you struggle with alcohol? Um, I, I did. I knew that I could have definitely had an issue for really? sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I knew like, I'm like, I've got to get to this point where I'm done. Like I actually wrote a chapter in a book that came out last October about all of this and it was it's really raw and it's just really what I had to go through to get to my place well, in talk, my life. Talk about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a tough time. I mean, it, it was just a lot of, of years just distracting, you know, um, just from life, like we've talked about with different ways and, and alcohol is just a distraction. And, you know, when things aren't good in your life and you're trying to make things better, but like nothing just seems, I don't know. It's just, you just get in this guilt and shame cycle. And there were so many times that like, I'm like, all right, I'm done, you know, whatever. And I just go right back into it. You know, it's that habit, that behavior that you just go back into. But what, what, and, what, what in particular was you distracting yourself from? Was it a job relationship? Relationship. Yeah. That was a big thing. Just relationship and like true passion. Like really, who was I, you know what I mean? Like, who am I? And like, what am I really truly doing? Like I was going to, I was, I mean, I was doing some really great stuff and I was making good money and all these things, but I was like, not like really when I got to it, I was doing it for everything outside of myself, but not really like for me. So when I had to get back into it and so it was easy just to distract and drink some wine, you know, and, and I always started out with white wine and then <laughs> to the red because it's classier that way, you know? So <laughs> I'm joking, but like wine has gotten to be such this, like, you know, like this, it's classier to like have a, as a mom, right? Like this is a perception. It's classier to have a glass of wine in your hand than a can of Bud Light or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the the trap. It is. Yeah. yeah. I think, cause I think like even Jason put a video on that the other day, didn't he? He put a video about that. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And so you get caught up in that, especially like for, there was a good year there that I was in suburbia and I don't know if that's a term that over there they yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, like suburbs, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. It was horrendous. Like, yeah. everything was beige. Like, everything was beige. And I'm like, I need some color. Anyway, it was just, yeah. So I, I went through this phase, and I was numbing out from what I knew I had to face. And that was, um, you know, just my myself, really, was the biggest thing I had to face. But then, like, through that, it was, like, my relationship, you know, my marriage, just everything I was doing in my life. And so I had to make some major shifts, and they were very dramatic. But so, so, do- so instead of fronting them up and making them a, a, and, and moving on, the alcohol allowed you to just keep on sort of, like, going through treacle sort of thing, keep on keep on living. It was sort of like, yeah, it numbed. It was self-medication. Totally. I mean, it was a way to just escape, like, you know, not have to deal with anything. And, um, but then, you know, the hard thing is then when you well, feel like... Did, well, I was going to say, how did you come to the realization it was a problem? Um, cause I was tired of just feeling like shit. I was tired of shaming myself. I was tired of just, I was tired of just not feeling good. Like, I mean, I was really, I was just tired of not feeling good. And I knew, I knew deep down like that I was supposed to be doing more than what I was doing. And I just, I knew that. So the pain had to get greater than really what the change, what I knew had to change, yeah. you know, because so, it was miserable. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't do this. And so I just started, what I did though, was because I knew I had to replace it with something or bring in this awareness. So I started my spiritual 
growth before this, this was just that kind of thorn in my side that I was just like, ah, like, this is the one thing that I need to like, let go of. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so this was um, a year ago that, you know, I was just like, done. Well, you just cut it off straight away. You didn't, wasn't gradual, just cut straight away. I just cut it out. Was that hard? Um, honestly, no, it really wasn't because my decision for it, like was so strong Mm -hmm. that I, I just knew. And I have, I had been practicing more like just what does it mean to truly love me? And so I knew that what I had to do was I, I put in, I took my kids on a six and a half week road trip um, last summer and we just, it was awesome. Like, so, so I journaled the whole time. I made a commitment to myself that every single day I was going to journal. And so I did that and every single day I was going to move and, and then I was going to eat like, you know, I mean, it was just a change of like all these different things that I made it my a commitment to. And, and that's just, it's what I did. And so journaling, honestly, I tell people it was my medicine, like through, through the summer and through the trip. And because that's when I separated two from my husband. So, I mean, it was a lot of life changing. Was, was that hard or was that, was that sort of done already? Was it hard? Um, yeah, it was hard. Um, it, it was harder, honestly, to get up to the point where I finally had to just be like, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I think, more painful, like living in a situation where you know you're not being authentic with yourself um, or with that person either, you know, or with your kids, you know. It was just like it's an integrity issue at some point where you're like, okay, this is just this can't this can't go on. So, um, was it? Yeah, like a, was it? So I was gonna say, was it like a weight lifted off when once it was done? It was, but there's layers though too. So what I've noticed mm-hmm. over the last year, like when different things happen, you know, like when I found out, like you know, like he was dating, like I was like. You know, it was just all these layers and, mm. but I had to work through it. But that's the beautiful thing. Like before I would have been like, I'm going to get a bottle of wine, you know, like now, it's like, you know, now it's like, okay, I need to sit with this. Like I need to really feel this. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. You know, and oh. that's, that's what healed, that's, that's what healed me through everything. So I think that's a very powerful thing you just said there. Like you need to sit with it and bit rather than just going out and um, hitting the, going out and whatever it may be that you used to self-medicate like to try and numb yourself from it actually feeling it um i've got a friend who's going through a breakup right now and she's like is it does it get better does it get better it's like of course it does but you have to, to go through this period this healing period and allow you to because you know i said what goes up must come down and, and you have to go through it and it does get better it takes time but without feeling it you'll either come out now or you can or you can leave it there and it'll come out later or it won't come out and you're, you're have destructive relationships because you're never really getting through what happened, right? It's like my, my best friend died when he was 18. I talk about it all the time. I talk about him like he was here because if I didn't and I shut it off, I, I think it would be something that, that would eat me, eat me up. Whereas like talking about him, talking about what happened, etc. And people are like, no, and I'm, not, I'm open with it. Like it is what it is. Whereas... I think that's a decision I made a while ago, especially about telling my story and stuff, because I think it's like, it, it one, one, it's hugely therapeutic for you, but two, it, it also like gives you strength because what's out there, no one can hurt you with and, and it's all out there. And also it just allows you to, to sort of, so once you start doing that, it's huge because it's like people can only hurt you with stuff that, that is like a secret and stuff like that. Or that's why I like asking those questions to you. Like people here in that area are going to like, well, she's done it. Maybe I can do it, you know, and, 
It's the same with you know, Jess, with your with your with your relationship with with with, with your husband. Was that or with your partner? Uh, you say it's ended. Was that like a long term thing, or was or was that like quite? <laughs> Um, well, it's interesting. My marriage, um, I left my husband in, let's see, what year is it? It's 2018. So I moved out in August of 2016. That's when I left my husband. Um, I knew for a long time I had to go. My story is very similar to Aaron's. Um, a lot of numbing and a lot of just... What did, what did, you, what did you use? Was it alcohol as well or not? Yeah, yeah. I was that mom, like, get the kid to bed, go sit on my front porch with a bottle of wine, like drink myself to sleep. And that's what I did for many nights. Um, but it just, I I wasn't living an authentic life all the way around. I pretty much, I would have to say that my entire life has been based on living someone else's journey up until the last few years. Um, yeah, I just didn't know who I was. I, my life has been, um, (laughs) interesting to say the least. Like I said, truth is stranger than fiction. Um, So I just, I suppressed a lot of pieces of myself for a very long time. Like when I was young, I was known as the queen of weird. That's what my friends called me. I mean, my life has been like, I've always been surrounded by spirits, um, aliens. <laughs> so really? what, yeah. actual or is this, or is this, is it me spirit? Are you quite a spiritual person? Are I you, uh, imagine it. <laughs> well, so you did imagine, you didn't, so. I, I was not, a, no, they were not in my imagination. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so you see, so, so you see spirits? Is this something you do? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. I, I, then, yeah. And so, yeah, so I just, I've led, I just, I really tried to suppress those pieces of myself because they weren't accepted. Um, so, yeah, so I just went on this basically, you know, I, I experienced some very traumatic abuse as a child as well. And so I just, I numbed out for many years of my life. Like I was really into big into drugs for many years. What sort of abuse? Um, I was sexually abused and grew up in a very, my, my father was very, um, mentally abusive. Um, and it was more directed towards my brother. I ended up being the pleaser in the household to try to keep peace. Really? Okay. So yeah, it was just a really fucked up situation all the way around. (laughs) Excuse my language. Um, and so I just, I learned from a very young age to give my power away. Really? Okay. And so that's been, yeah. So coming full circle, coming up back up to my marriage, I just, I got to a place where I realized like, if I stay in this, I'm going to die because it is truly killing me. I am dying on the inside every single day. Um, I just, I chose, I mean, it happened the way it was supposed to all of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the things that we experience make us who we are. And I had to be on this journey to come to where I am right now. Um, but yeah, I had to get out of that marriage and, um, the father of my baby now <laughs> of Mary, the newest, um, he was someone I was in a relationship with before, um, my ex-husband okay. and, uh, for some reason he just started coming into my head. And so I rekindled a relationship with him. And we realized that this was not the path that we were supposed to be on. And <laughs> we actually had breakup sex. And in the breakup sex, I got pregnant. And so, yeah. <laughs> so Mary was born in September. My divorce was officially final in January. And so, and now I'm, you know, in the process of ending, you know, we're ending this relationship. So it's like, I'm just, I think I was just clearing out a bunch of stuff that needed to be cleared out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in your, in your, 
in your, I don't know what your your guys' feelings is. Is is abortion in in, in your sort of world not something that you look into? I know it's quite a big thing in America. The abortion, anti-abortion, is quite a big political debate. You ever think think about that? Was it ever an option for you? It was not. It was not. Um, I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. You know that things happen. I mean, the way they're supposed to, and that she was supposed to be here. Like I said, I mean, we had been having unprotected sex, you know, for a while. And literally the sex that we had when we were breaking up, she was conceived. And so to me, yeah. that meant she was supposed to be here. It was literally like... Destined for big things. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you're into any type of astrology or anything like that, but I actually had a, a Vedic uh, report done and she was in my report in my birth chart. So oh, I, yeah, no, I do. I do. But I, I actually speak to a, uh, I'm trying to get, I'm going to try and get on the show. She's going through a few issues um, herself, but I speak to a, a medium myself and she's phenomenal. And this is something that I, back in the day, I would have been like, this is woo woo. This is crazy. Um, actually, no, I wouldn't have been actually, because when I was younger, I actually, I'm going to talk to you about this. I actually saw a ghost in my, old house I was coming down the stairs and um, I saw this lady in the mirror brushing her hair and I was like what the hell I come down look back and she was gone and I said to I come down the stairs I said to, to my mum I was like mum have you have you ever seen anything like in the hallway she's like what do you mean I said I've just seen I thought I'd have seen like some lady brushing her hair in, in, in the mirror and she was like yeah I, I saw her um, I've, been, I've seen her a few times I just didn't want to tell you about it and I was like, whoa, okay. And then actually my mum just saw something about a month ago in this house, which is that's cool. It's not it's not a problem. People see think of like ghosts as like being bad and stuff, but I know that all spirits. But when I speak to Lorraine, uh, she never met me, she'd never seen anything on me on Facebook. She literally was on the phone to me and she was talking about things that I was just like, oh my and every time person I've actually introduced to her, uh, she's phenomenal. And it's just funny because people say it's woo-woo and stuff, but then people they don't because People do sort of believe in this sort of stuff, you know. They they believe it's like the soul and the spirits, and it's just energy. You start talking about spirits and and fiction, but it's all about energy. People understand, oh, energy, and it's like it's an easier way for them to grasp it. Um, she was telling me about things, um, so that's interesting. So you've always been into that sort of into so 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 you so you've so got gone. When was that? Do you, do you do readings, or is it just something for you? No, I don't have any control over who I see. Um, I just, from the time I was very small, like everywhere I've ever lived, I, there's been spirits there, and at some point they show themselves. Um, in, in, in what, so I'm going to say, like, first of all, good and bad, and second of all, in what sort of way show themselves? Has it been like, has it been, has it been like a noise? Has it actually been seeing them physically, like with outlines and eyes? Both, both. Like there was like, there was a little boy in the house that I grew up in. Um, and there was also another spirit there that I'm not really sure who seemed, I guess if you want to label it, it seemed very dark. Mm. Um, and I think it was something that was actually like attached to my father, honestly, because I feel like our vibration, we call in certain things or we attract certain things. And I think it was something that was just, um, it was drawn in by the energy in the household. But we would wake up. I mean, this little boy, he would run down the hallway. He would play with our toys. Like, our toys would go missing for days. And then really? we would get up one morning, and they'd be set up, like, outside the door, just like a kid had been playing with them. We'd wake up with, like, every door in the house open, all the windows open. So <clears throat> it literally, yeah, yeah it was it was pretty much 
no one could deny it. I mean, I had friends over and they would even see and hear. And so it was, yeah. It's it's energy, right? You said it's like a track. So your dad was, your dad was um, quite a dark, a dark vibration. You think quite a dark soul. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he necessarily is now. Um, He's still alive, but um, I think there's this, it's kind of like a rabbit hole, but there was definitely some ancestral stuff. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that idea. Um, of passing down things um, energetically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously it's also in our DNA as well. You know, it's many levels, just like with the work that we do, whether that's spiritual, physical, mental, you know, there's, there's components to all of it. So you can Um, can start to change that with with the work you do in your life, right? You can, you can. I mean, and I've been on this really, you know, intense healing journey for the last few years. But part of that is, you know, I work with the shaman, we do ancestral clearing. Like I actually had a session with her because some things came up like this energy. I was with my daughter one night and literally like this, this feeling of like she was crying and like, I couldn't, I just, I was so tired. And I just had this thought, like, I just want to throw her across the room. Well, I would never hurt my daughter. Let me just say that. Like, and and the thought, like it just hit me and I'm like, what is this? So I put her down and I went to sleep that night and I dreamed of my father all night long. Right up the next morning when I was like 18 months he threw me across the room and so I woke up the next morning with just this knowing like this is not mine that wasn't mine that came through so I reached out to a shaman that I work with and I ended up telling her the whole story and she felt into it and she was like oh this is definitely ancestral so we went into a journey where she was able to trace it back it was my father's father's mother's father's father is where this started Um, He was very disgruntled and angry about the way things were in the world at the time. And so he shut down to his family. And in that, he created what he hated. And so with his anger. And so he basically came forward in this journey and was like, you're the one we've been waiting for to break this ancestral pattern, this anger that's manifested in abuse and alcoholism and sexual abuse. It's manifested in all this way, you know, all these many different ways throughout the generations, but you're the one we've been waiting on to come here and clear this. And so by me doing this work with her and, Oh, and he also asked, you know, my forgiveness in this, he said, you know, will you please forgive me? And so, Sorry, that's my dog. (laughs) Um, And so in that I forgave him and we were able to clear this out. And by me doing that, I cleared that for my children. I cleared that for my father. I cleared that for all the generations before me, for my brother. It's really very powerful the work that can be done when you are willing to ask for help and you're willing to go in and, and expand your mind and a expand bit. your mind. 100%. No, it's, uh, the questions that people don't want to ask, right? These are the, these are the questions people don't want to ask them because they don't want to know. And they said it's a lot of people, it seems a bit woo-woo, but I, I really would like to do some shamanic work. Um, but these are things that it's like it, all different pieces of the puzzle and and what's right for me or, or for you, Jess or Erin, might not necessarily be right for someone else, but somewhere something else that might resonate with them. And that's a really, really powerful thing. You said you cleared it for, for everyone. And, and it takes you... All the things that led up in your life have probably come to that point, and that's why you had to get there. And so, it, as you said before, it's really int- interesting. Um, it, it's, it's a really interesting part. Um, that, I mean, for a lot of people, with, with the, with the shamanic... With the shamanic um, work do you did you do any plant medicines or is it just um 
I've I've done um, not with this particular shaman, but I have done I've done ayahuasca like seven times now. And how's that been? Um, uh, the most amazing, also the most terrifying experiences of my life. Really? Because really? You, you truly uh, they it, the medicine goes into the deepest darkest corners of your consciousness, mm-hmm. and it pulls out all the things that yeah, need to go. And so, truly, in that, um, it's like a defrag. It's a yeah. defrag. It pulls out everything that needs to be recognized. Did, and, and did you fight it at all? Or did you go with it? Oh, I totally fought it. I, I totally I fought it. Um, See, there that's, was one that's the, journey. That's the that's the problem, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you can only fight it for so long, though. That's the thing. And, and in one particular journey, I was really, I was shown death. I was shown what that means, you know. And, and honestly, that is the biggest ruse of all. There is no death. Mm-hmm. We just change forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I was shown that. I was shown that of that space of being everything and being nothing all at once. And it's terrifying, but you have no choice but to let go. And so it's just, it's a, it's a form of ego death. Yeah, yeah. We all need to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the thing too is with that and with plant medicines, I think the only caution I guess I would have, this is what Leanna talks about too, is, um, yeah, Leanna is one of the shamans that, um, or the, um, one shaman that I guess we work with. Um, but anyway, so like the thing with plant medicine is when people go into it and it's not in a sacred, really, truly like wanting to, the intention isn't there. Right? Yeah, people play around with it, right? It's dangerous. And, and, and if you go into saying you're not ready for it, you can have years and years, maybe a lifetime of trouble. It's just saying that, honestly, oh, I, want, I want you guys to this. I'm going to give you a podcast into afterwards. It'll blow your mind. It's really about this. And that's, I really want to learn about this because I'd like to do this, but I'd, I'd need to get ready for something like this. I wouldn't just want to go into it blind. It would be not good. I, you know, exactly. And I mean, I felt like the second, my, the second time it was a weekend. And so the second journey, one was on Friday and one was on Saturday. I literally felt like I was journaling before, you know, going into it. And I mean, and you just, you sit in the circle, you can't lay down with this particular shaman, can't lay down or anything. You're sitting there. So you're truly in control of your, of your body too. Um, and it's, it was, it was, it was powerful, but, um, but I felt, and it was the only way I could describe it. I was like, I feel like I'm going to the cross. And I really? like, that's how I felt. And because I See, that's terrifying into- for me. That's terrifying for me. That's terrifying. It, well, I was like, shit, you know, like, what, did, what am I doing? You know, like, I could still go home right now. But I knew that I was supposed to be there. And it's work. I mean, if you really want to go into it, it's work. But yeah. it's the integration afterwards. That's the biggest thing, which was my point in bringing this up is, a lot of people do this because it's kind of gotten to be this maybe in thing or, you know, people hear about it or they're like, Oh, you'll be super enlightened if you just go do some ayahuasca and yeah, which is no, not the case, you know? No. And so you have to know how to integrate what you've been shown and your journey afterwards. And I think not very many people know how to do that and, and know what to do with that and to support themselves because, it is like Jess was saying, I mean, it is a death. Like, I mean, I went through all of my family members, like she took me in and, and it was intense. Like I literally saw energy fields like separating out and like I had to, it, it was, it, I mean, how long did it last? We sat in circle about 3 PM. I would say about eight. It's so about five, five ish, five, six hours, five, six hours. My God. <laughs> That is a long time. Did it seem? Did it go quick though? Did it seem like it was over quick, or was it? It did and it didn't. You know, and the whole time it's a beautiful situation. If you're with a true shaman, they're singing the um, the um, Icaros, yeah. uh, and 
if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they're this native, you know, they take you on a journey. Oh yeah. These, these, this so music. are you, so are you like, are you, so you take, are you con- conscious or are you, I mean, oh, yeah. are your eyes open? Are you there? Or are you just like, you can close your eyes if you want, but yeah. <laughs> no, what, what I mean is, it doesn't. It doesn't knock you out. It, 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 you're there, but you're just sort of like, okay. You're in a whole other. I mean, you're just. There's no boundaries. There's. It's just everything's expanded, and there's nothing that's, you know, yeah. So like with these songs that they sing, and then at the end, I don't even know how long it was. I, I have no idea. Time is completely irrelevant when you're in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a made up thing, right? Yeah, and and he played, and I think it was the 396. I'm pretty sure it was 396. It might have been 417, but it was the Hertz. It was 417. That's creation, right? I think it was. Anyway, so there's the Southfield Southfield Geo, whatever you know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've interviewed uh, Leonard Leonard um, Horowitz. I think it's Horowitz. I'm gonna get him back on, but it was really bad connection. You know him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well. He's another one. He goes right out to it. But yeah, sorry. Continue here and sorry. He, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Creation was it? Um, it was like what was a Hertz four seventeen or something like that. Anyway, yeah, it was like he played that the last like part of the journey, and it just it's powerful. It's like this this these frequencies, these tones, and then you just start to see like it just takes. I don't know. It it's it's amazing. It's just really like I can't even. Words are so masculine, you know, because they describe, and it's it's they are like feel it, you gotta not, feel it, you feel it, you right? Yeah, it's like the essence of it. Like it's hard to sometimes, you know, those experiences you just can't put words to, but you can feel it because it's the essence of it. That's like it was the journey, and oh, that's really how it is. It's it's hard to describe. I just want to say to people out there, like this is if you're gonna go delve into this profession, do it professionally. Don't want anyone to go out there and just start playing around with you know, condoning that, playing around with these things. These are things you need to be taking very seriously. But you talk about feeling it. You see anyone like. Uh, on the Parsi Islands, I go to Ibiza once a year, you see people doing different sorts of drugs and they are feeling that stuff. They're, they're, they can't describe that, but they're feeling it, you know. And um, that's why people just feel the love. I don't know what they're, what they're going in, but it's something that... Have you have you got the... Uh, would, 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 your, would you use the same shaman? Um, I've seen... I've used a couple different shamans for that, but this one in particular shaman I referred Aaron to um, is who I would... That's going to be my next journey. So, uh, would you know. would 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 you reckon they'd be up for having a chat on the podcast? Um, I don't know. We've had her on ours, um, so you can let her name is Liana. Oh, you're talking about no. You, I think you're talking about the shaman that's doing the journeys, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So oh, I don't, oh. I don't know about that. Possibly, but he. I mean, I I don't want to go into too much detail because it's a very big thing. But he is. Um, he has like a, a, a world following. Okay, 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 no worries. We'll have, we'll have a little chat offline. But what I could do is I could get you on his list if you were interested yeah. in getting on when he's like traveling. And so. Sounds, that sounds that sounds good to me. Yeah, but he's interested. I'd be saying I'd like to. Very, very powerful. And I feel like yeah. you, you have to be careful. It's one of those things of like who you share your energy with. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they're in the, a good space, you know, a very benign space because there are dark energies out there that you know harvest others energies in this way so just you just have to be really careful you so. don't want to you don't want to get a dark energy attached to you sort of thing exactly you yeah. don't want any, something siphoning your energy as well so got you okay interesting yeah that'd be, be interesting to, to have a chat uh, to chat about that just just quickly guys how did so how did you two 
No, have you known each other quite a while? Has this been a friendship that's been, or has this been together because of of like the journeys you've sort of taken sort of similar times? Is it like no. <laughs> we we met actually, and uh, we we both did a, a priestess um, uh, immersion um, program. It was a nine month priestess path uh, immersion, and we met on that actually. So we were in the same group, and we just you know just clicked and hit it off, and we realized we have very parallel lives like up until this point we're like wait that happened to you what like wild stuff it's so so. wild because it's like they're parallel but like Erin and I we are extremes right like she's on one end of the extreme and I'm on the other and so I think with us together we bring like we find balance if that makes sense like who's who's yin and who's yang (laughs) I I don't know that's an interesting one yeah that's hard to say but I feel like we definitely balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's so true. It's like, I'm almost like looking at a mirror, you know, our lives. So it's so, very interesting. So you said, priest, so, this, so-, was, well, <laughs> so this is when you, so this is when you were um, still at the church, priestesses. Is that what you said? No, this is definitely not, not church. church. No church. Oh, pre, pre, you said priestesses. Did you not? Or what, what did you, what oh, did you say? Oh, okay, no, no. So not a priest, oh. but like like a priestess. Like um, what's that? So I'm, I'm maybe like I'm being dumb. It's so like it's a spiritual path. Like okay. yeah, we, are, we are of the lineage of like Yeshua, Mary Magdalene, and Isis. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a spiritual lineage, and oh, so okay. basically we were initiated into this lineage together. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, how long ago was that? Um, gosh. A couple of years ago. It's no. Been... Yeah, we, 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 met a, we met a couple of years ago. Almost a couple of years ago is when we met. So, so, so it's, it's gathered pace quite quickly over this few years. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I was on my trip with my kids this last summer, and I've just always wanted to do a podcast or just something like that. And so I just, I think I messaged her or called her or something. I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> She's like, Okay, and that's kind of how it started. So yeah, it's, it's a good thing, right? I mean, it's, podcasting is sort of getting bigger, but it's in its infancy. So you get into it now, it's going to be good. But also, you get to have really good conversations like this with people about stuff and just try and draw things out of people because it's that's that's the gold right there. You know, we can talk about lots of things, and I want to get even get guests on. Like there's certain things that my audience want to hear and they want to talk about if they're like specialists in certain areas. But just trying to like get down to the why sometimes and like what what it is really really what influences them and it's for you two like your stories are powerful you know and it's, it's it's you finding finding your purpose your passion understanding that sort of this isn't all life can be right it's not just numbing yourself more there's so much more so much more like life truly is magical like it really mm-hmm. is and when you start to align yourself like i mean my exam or my experience anyway you know when i just really was dedicated like I had some parts of my life that were great then over here is like uh, you know like you know like the drinking or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know I compartmentalize but now it's like when I look at the wholeness of my life like there's so much magic in it and 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 when you just stop compromising and know your worth it just it just it's like a whole new game you know and you just start to make different decisions for yourself and and for others and um I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I can't truly like just in the last year and I'm sure Jessica probably say the same thing, but like in the la- my life doesn't look the same at all. Like, I, I, mean, actually, I was actually going to ask you, how do you, what do your older kids think about this? 
I mean, they know that I'm like just goofy too or whatever. Like, you know, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I've always been that mom like too, that like, I'll totally embarrass my kids. I'll be singing in the car, like totally like, you know, crazy. And they're like, Oh my God, mom, seriously, you know, or whatever. You know, especially my, my boy, my 12 year old boy, like he's just like, mom, like stop. but you know, as far as all these changes, I mean, they're adapting as well as, kids can do, you know, to understand, but I am so grateful that I have the awareness now that I have to be able to help them process some of this better than I ever would have before. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, had I been in this doing what I was doing before to myself, there's no way I would be, be able to be emotionally available to my kids like through this, you know? And so, so yeah, but I mean, they're, I don't know, they're, my kids are, I don't know. They're pretty open-minded about stuff, though, too, for the I most part. I think they're just, like, used to it. <laughs> they're used to it. Yeah, they're used to me. <laughs> crazy, crazy like, mom, Erin. It's crazy. Snake skin, so. <laughs> oh, so, okay. <laughs> can, I, can I share this really quick? Yeah, this go for it. Funny story. Um, so <laughs> I have a friend that just started an apothecary here, and she's just awesome. So I was in there visiting her a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and and – she has all this stuff that, and she harvests it herself. Like she picks everything and she like everything she brings into her store, not everything, but a lot of the stuff. So <laughs> she had, sorry, she actually, she bought me some um, earthworms. Oh, lovely. <laughs> these are for grounding. So I've got to crush these up and then I'll wear these on my body <laughs> somewhere and they'll help keep me grounded because I tend to be out here somewhere. Sorry, <laughs> sorry go ahead. No. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> like, this is the most unusual gift. I, like, texted her. I was like, are you home right now? I'm going to do this off. <laughs> and, um, but, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so she had these earthworms. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I love that. And um, so she had snake skin, too. So I was like, ooh. I was like, that's cool. Like, and she's like, yeah, it's for, like, transformation, you know, right? Like, shedding your old skin and, and just what a snake really represents, right? So, so she was telling me all this stuff and she's like, we used to do this thousands of years ago. Like, you know, we'd, we'd use the environment around us and we'd use the the magical powers or what it symbolized, you know, for, al- you know, to really truly like have transformation and alchemy, you know? So, so anyway, so I, I started now over the last weeks, I, I'll, I burned um, snake skin and <laughs> pine needles and um, frankincense. You sound, you, sound, you sound like Phoebe in uh, Friends, you know, when she just starts throwing all of her ex, ex-boyfriend stuff in the bin. <laughs> no, no. And so I'm setting it alight. I know what you mean. It's like pine, a bit of this, woo, a bit of that, woo. Oh, yeah. so, so, it's, so it's frankincense, pine needles, what was else? Pine needles. I did a like rose petals um, and um, and snakeskin because they all represent. There's different elements that they all represent, and so like then coming in the intention. So anyway, so the funny part of this is I'm burning this one one evening at my house, and my son comes in from mowing the lawn. He's 12, mm-hmm. and he goes, <laughs> he says, oh, what? He could smell it, you know. He's like, what smells? And my daughter. She's like, oh, mom, she's, she's burning snakeskin. And, <laughs> and my son's like, oh, like, no big deal, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Then she tells people at school that you smoke it. <laughs> yeah, so then she was telling my daughter, they go to a self-directed school, um, and Jess's kids do too, so it's not like in the, it's just a, it's a really cool environment. But so they have this morning um, meetings where they set their intention for the day and stuff, and so she asked the facilitator and, and her son, because they have snakes. She said, so when you find snakeskin, she said, wait, could I have some? Because my mom uses it. 
And they're like, what does your mom use it for? And, and my daughter says she smokes it. And <laughs> so they're thinking I'm like smoking, you know, like smoking, rolling my oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of just burning it, you know. But um, I was like, Ireland, honey, we need to like work on what we like share with people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, with all these things, you know, they've got so much wisdom from like old tribal uh, people. Don't, people just poo-poo them, like these, these Red Indians and all the tribes. There's so much wisdom in it. Funny thing is, around November, like my skin is generally, I mean, as you probably see it, my hands, I, I never get sweaty palms ever. I like one of these things I don't get. I'm not a very if I work out, I can really sweat, but I'm not someone who, as a, as a guy, I don't just generally sweat. I'm not got sweat. My palms always, always, um, yeah, clean. Just normal, not clean, but whatever you want to call it, smooth and not not wet, not not moist at all. Dry, dry is what I'm looking for. Got there in the end. Always dry. <laughs> but in November, I went through. I started to take a, a few different ancient earth minerals and a few things, and I started to pull some serious things out of my body, like metals. And my hands literally started to shed like a snake. I never had it before. Like I'd done some deep cleansing before, but in, in November, I spoke to my spirit and she said, yeah, you're going through like a changing of like getting rid of lots of things. And literally for about a week, it started and I was just like, it, thing, I could just pull chunks of skin off. Obviously your hands and your feet are like, obviously, you know, you've got lots of pressure, put lots of things come out of hands and your feet and it's, it's a point where you can, can detoxify from quite heavily. And I was like, this is very strange, you know? And, um, but obviously, I, I knew what I was doing, but it was still it still felt very strange. It was very it was very um, foreign to me because that's my hands have never been something that have ever ever sort of like come wow. like, and skin ever. But yeah, so as you said, it, it is different. But especially this time of the year, it's spring. You know, we're bringing out lots of toxins naturally. It's the time that our body starts, the liver starts to to yeah. to starts to, to cleanse into into detox. Can I ask you a question now. Mm-hmm. Did you see your skin? Mm-hmm. My skin? Yeah. Why? What did you think I said? <laughs> Would it feel? Did you save it? Did you save your skin? Did I save it? No, did I save it? No, no, no. I did not. No, I was going to say you can burn it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I did not save my skin. No, it was going straight in the bin. Uh, it, was, it was horrible, but yeah. Um, um, it can be like goofy at, after a while, so now it's... I'm that's totally all right. Deep. No, that's, that's all right. It was, just one, it was just one of those things you said, like, I, I completely... I know it happens. It's just weird when it when it manifests physically as well as spiritually and energetically. Um, which is which is which is really 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 uh, cool. So with your with your new one, um, Jess, with your eight month, are you doing anything differently this time? Oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> any, everything. any vaccinations for this one? No, she's not that. She's never even been to a doctor. I'm like, you know, and my mom is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is like, has she seen a doctor yet? I'm like, she doesn't need a doctor. She's, she's, seen, she's seen a doctor right here. But... Exactly. Like, I, I mean, what do you want me to take her in and have them tell me? Like, <laughs> I, they're going to push vaccinations, number one. I'm like, I, I just, I follow my intuition. I'm all about trusting myself in that way. And she's perfectly healthy. So. Yeah. Oh, it's just I funny. Just... Yeah. It's funny even like giving, but when, when you gave birth this time, was it a different experience? You had home birth this time, you say? I did. I gave birth to her right next to us where we're yeah. sitting right now. Was it, so. was it water birth or normal birth? or? Um. Well, I gave birth in the water um, and I had a midwife. I had two midwives. and I thought, um, thought that was illegal. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily a rule follower. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither are they. Neither are they, apparently. Yeah, exactly. So I had two midwives, a doula, and then I had a shaman who was here drumming as I pushed her out. So. Nice. Was you... Yeah. Back, front, standing? Um, I was actually on, uh, let's see, 
No, I was on my knees and then I moved to like sit down to like actually push her out, okay, like okay. just kind of lean back because I kept moving half my body out of the water. Mm. And so to make sure like once her head comes out in yeah, the water, yeah, you yeah. can't pull it out and then put it back in. Right, okay. so that's why I had to change positions just to make sure that I didn't pull that head out of the water. But in case it took more than a couple pushes to get her completely out. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I just, it's just interesting because uh, I was just talking about people about this. I was talking to one of my friends about this other day we were because he's about to his, his girlfriend's about to have um, a baby boy um, the next few weeks so I was just saying like um, talking about giving birth and I said like over here generally people are doing you see all these tribal women they go in with their mum uh, it'd be like the woman and, and their mother they go in they give birth and and it'd be fine. I mean, they they do it in 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 the middle of the, the woods, you know. They they keep they keep the umbilical cord um, for for quite a while until everything was passed and then cut it and do whatever. And it's just very very different experience. And there's no like they've made birthing over here seem talked about last time. make it seem like a very stressful process that it doesn't need to be. Um, and having it in your home. Major. Well, almost a sickness too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're making it like terrifying. Every, every time you watch a movie and it happens, like they all scream and their heads off, and and they've got everyone around. I and scream, though. I did scream my head. Yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like it, it <laughs> almost looks like death. Like over here. <laughs> What's that? Say that again. The neighbors probably thought somebody was being murdered over here, but right. it was <laughs> right. it was the most right. intense experience of my life. Yeah, hands down, it has changed me forever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I feel like it was truly like an initiation. That's, that's, so that's powerful. A, that's I've never felt stronger in my life. Really? So, well, yeah. that's, that's a, like you guys, I think we talked about before, you guys are wired up differently to us. We can't take that. Like 90% of men would die with the pain of childbirth. So uh, it's uh, one of those things. But I was just wondering because, well, only because obviously you scream, but like, they always want to pump people full of drugs and make it quite a medical thing, whereas this is much more relaxed in your home, right, with the shaman, with the playing the music. It was a much more different experience. It's beautiful. I mean, we had candlelights. Like, I moved straight from the water to my couch, and then they helped me to my bed. You know, I mean, it was just so simple. So simple. And you're breastfeeding, aren't you? Oh, of course. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Probably, uh, for, probably for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah, probably for a long time. As long as she wants it, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, it's so healthy. Like, what better what better way can I prepare my child for life, you know, mm -hmm. as far as our health goes? Yeah, people always talk about cholesterol and always say that being bad for you. And I always say... Uh, Mother's milk is the highest highest cholesterol food on the planet. You know, God doesn't make mistakes, um, right. and so it's one of those things. But no, it's, it's awesome to see to see uh, to see that, and to obviously to, obviously you've gone through it, and it's you learn from things, and and um, you said, did you say you're forty, Jess? I'll be forty next month. In so June. so this is always a question, like because obviously people worry about giving birth when they're older and things like that. Any complications? Any worries? Anything like that? Was it all good? I mean, and honestly, like I was not. I mean, it, if you know the Western medical model, I was high risk because of my age. Because with my son, I had a C-section. Okay. And so but you're a different person then, though, right? Oh, I was yeah, completely different. Exactly, person. you were stressed and and probably like doing lots of things differently to what you do now, right? Actually, just I, I was, but I actually just trusted the system way too much. Yeah. Like I, the, the C-section was probably highly unnecessary, mm -hmm. but it was something I was pushed into, and so I did it. Um, so yeah, so it's just it's completely different now, yeah. completely different. Awesome, but. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there for today. But it was awesome getting to getting to know your stories and to get that out to people. And um, and for anyone listening, the best place to find you guys is www.yoursacredwitness.com. Yeah, our Facebook page, um, you know, or us personally as well too. Our, yeah. you know, so. yeah, and, and 
and also be on the lookout too, because we have some really cool things that we're in the midst of planning right now. Like, like, um, like. And amazing with another woman. Um, she lives in Germany. She actually. lives in Germany. Yeah. Um, but that is, this is her area. Uh, we're planning a retreat in the Mayan jungle um, oh. and the Yucatan Peninsula for November. It's going to be like a full week of like play, inner child work, womb work, plant ceremonies. So right. with, with, a, with, a, with shaman. a shaman, we're going to do some, some little peyote, I think. So <laughs> we're going to dive into that world. Um, and so it's going to be really about, cause the Yucatan is the womb of the world. So we're really going to dive in and do womb work and clear out that space because that is where our creativity lies. And if that's blocked, you can't manifest the life that you came here to live. Yeah. Is it only for, is it for women? Is it a women's retreat? <laughs> this time, yes. <laughs> I'm just making sure people understand. It. So I'll get that out. That'd be good. I'll put it out to people like on my list as well because that sounds like it's awesome. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome guys. So um, you can, um, if you want to, real quick, just tell about the program that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, we're actually developing, creating a program right now. Sorry, um, about uh, kind of this. Um, it's basically inner child work, but also coupling that with womb work and exercises because again like this is kind of the transition I've taken with my clients as well too like with um going back I just led a retreat about three weeks ago yeah and, I remember you saying yeah yeah and we did um uh you know a lot of inner child work and I mean the, the women there they have done a lot of other work and they said this is like the foundation of it all I'm like mm -hmm. I know it is it's incredible so so we're gonna create we're, well we're in the process actually of creating um uh, yeah, an amazing program all about really getting, and this, that, this is for men and for women. Um, and it's going to be online and anyone, you know, all over the world can be a part of it. Um, so yeah, so we're in the process of creating that right now, um, to help people truly unleash their creative force. I mean, people, we don't know how to express ourselves. And, and when we do, we go over the top in a completely like shadowy way, you know, like not, you know, and so like to really like truly, oh, I'm moving. <laughs> That's all right. I get it. I get it. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so, um, we're just, um, yeah, we're creating this program to just really, um, help people just really un unleash that, heal those places within them so that they can truly express. We are living in a time right now where I feel like it is needed. Like we need people's voices out there to speak out and to speak up and speak their truth. Cause the more people that do this, like the more people that are going to want to, and are going to be inspired to do it. And so I just... Uh, yeah, we're really excited about it just to help people do that because it's, it's the stuff that we've gone through and that we continue to continue to go through and how much it's shifted myself, you know, and Jeff, like we want to help other people, you know, do the same thing. So Awesome. That's awesome. And that, are, are your clients generally, um, at the moment, they generally women, but you take men on as well? Yeah, generally women, but um, I'm actually just starting to um, work with um, um, a man as well now. So, yeah, so I'm trying to now open it up because I, I know there's a lot of men who need this type of work, a lot of men, and men just don't know how to ask for help, you know? Like, it's a real, like, hard thing, I think, yeah. for a lot of men to say. I say, like, uh, I always say 65% of my clients support women, 35 are men, and they generally come once when it's, like, and they're at the death's door. Well, not death's door, but, like, yeah, almost there, but because it is, but... Once you, once they start working doing the work, they see the big. The funny thing is, I don't know if you, but get a lot of business owners, um, a lot of ex-military as well, but a lot of business owners because sort of they're into personal development, but they also because of the life they lead, they're not in the structure. They actually need that sort of help, which is which is big. But no, it's been a great conversation. If you just 
hold on there, Aaron. Uh, I'll uh, I'll just give you a quick quick chat about the Sharma stuff. But otherwise, guys, um, it's been a great a great talk to you, and um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have another chat at another time. All right, All right. thanks, That's Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. So that was the girls from your sacred witness, Jess and Erin. That was a great conversation. There, uh, uh, I can't wait to to get them back on at a later day and to see how they're doing. And I mean, we covered everything there, you know, and it's really really powerful for you to hear their story and to hear what they've been through because um, it, it makes it all real you know it's easy so I try to say to people you know it's not about being perfect it's about being able to go through life and face the challenges and move forward and keep on moving forward and you know none of, none of us get into this um into this because we're having too much fun living life we usually go through it because we've had a painful a painful time or we've been through an illness etc and whatever it is the journey it leads us to this path and it's and it's really good for people to hear their story as well you know because it's gonna there's gonna different people's stories resonate with different people because others are going through similar things or a slightly different situation but they can still resonate with with what's going on and, and relationships especially is something that most people can can deal with because today i mean they've always been hard but today they're even harder with uh all, i mean how quick it is and how easy it is to find someone else except you on an app or uh, just how many distractions so it's really good to get them on the show and i look forward to speaking to them again um as always guys got some great uh interviews coming up and got some uh, brilliant guests. We're also getting Jason Christoph back on. I've got uh, Sal Divostano from Mind Pump, the podcast coming up. Coming up. Uh, I've got lots of other brilliant guests booked in, so can't wait for them. As always, uh, if you're dealing with a chronic issue, head over to www.reviveyourself.co and you've got our free four-day mini course there, which will help you get through the basics. And if you need some one-to-one help, and you've been dealing with anything, you know, from chronic, um, chronic fatigue, arthritis, depression, anxiety, if you're dealing with skin issues, or gut issues like IBS, Crohn's or celiac disease, um, I mentioned diabetes or um, thyroid issues, adrenal problems, whatever it may be, um, then you can always send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and I'll get back to you as soon as possible about how we can work together one-to-one or you can hit me up on the website. Uh, There's a contact information there. Otherwise, guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 